The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziegler, your premier source for equipping coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziegler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. We continue on with our functional medicine questions from listeners for Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. And he addresses questions from his experience with thousands of patients striving to get past the mere symptoms of their health and discern the root cause issues so they can have true wellness to be as well as they possibly can be. This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. In this episode, Ted asks how to maintain muscle tone after 65. Beth feels most successful people have coaches and ask how to find a coach she can really trust. Wayne wants to know about testing options like food allergy testing and such. And Mark shares about finding a functional medicine provider in his area. And Don actually asks how to kick chronic ear infections. And the answer relates to a lot more than just mere ear infections. Again, there should be a topic or three that's highly relevant to you and to someone you love. Hey, if you find value from the Self-Helpful Podcast, it would be great to get a review from you. Of course, the best thing is that you take what you hear and implement it in your own life. You can always connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. Randy James and I address and discuss listener health questions. And you're always welcome to try to connect with Randy at truelifemedicine.com out here in the mountains of Colorado or email his team at info at truelifemedicine.com. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. All right, continuing on with Q&A, and I'm going to jump right into it. Ted, who, who, I, who I know, actually, I know Ted. He says uh, his biggest question right now, concern, is maintaining muscle tone after the age of 65, <laughs> which I love because that's after 65, you're just supposed to lose muscle tone, right? And end up sliding into that wheelchair or whatever. So great question. Wow. Yeah, it's a, a- a great question. Assuming he is exercising and, and doing those kind of things, and it's just harder to maintain muscle tone. So, so I, well, is it fair for us to say, okay, assuming somebody has already thought about, made decisions about what we call our four pillars or the basics or those kind of things? Yes. Which I'm going to reference a couple of times in this show. Just, I mean, so the True Life Show, if you go back, it's the first 13 episodes. The first two were kind of overview on functional medicine on the whole gig and then shows, whether that be two through or, or three through 13 are literally kind of the four areas of functional medicine that we walk you through. So assuming that somebody's doing that, but it would be great to somebody's out there who's hearing this kind of stuff and is getting on the bandwagon now yeah. at age 65 after okay, not, and then somebody else that's has fair. been doing it. I, I think, right. I can't speak to somebody as if this, this is all known. Yeah. And, and in fact, you and I talk about that a lot. I kind of am always amazed that 
other doctors out there would think about things in a different way and not provide importance to what you eat or how you think or how your marriage is or how you sleep. And so somebody over 65 and now you've got six decades behind you of momentum and that, or, or uh, well, that's what I mean. Whatever, downward momentum, either way, maybe yeah. right. Like, like gravity is now having an effect and it should. So there is nobody, if we think about muscle tone and skin tone and just tone, there's nobody that's 65 that has no wrinkles, right? That is not possible. But you've seen a 65-year-old that looks 90, hard living, they're craggly, they've got you know deep crevices or whatever. And in a man, sometimes that looks good. But in a woman, we don't think that looks good. And so it's, it's kind of not fair. Um, but you've seen also a 65-year-old, and you're amazed that they're 65, and they still have wrinkles, but less. Who is the guy? The guy who just did the plank, like the world record plank, I don't something know. like that. Here, you you talk. I'll look it up. Right. So, uh, well, a plank, right? How long can you maintain a plank? And if you're not maintaining your plank, which is just a push up held in in you know at the top, sixty two year old marine. <laughs> what's his name? Uh, it doesn't even. Well, he is not very saggy, right? Like he can hold up plank. Less play. than I he, am. I he's, think, a, yeah. he's like a board. Yeah, but uh, he's been doing it, like you say. So he's been doing it all his life. So what's his gain? You know, muscle tone to keep doing what you're doing. He's got more muscle tone than we both do. Well, right. So there you go. He's got you know thirty, forty years behind him of toning these muscles. So somebody is coming into it, and I want to encourage people to say, your muscles, your skin, is always ready to be improving. Yeah, there he is. Uh, George wow. Hood. <laughs> yeah. okay. He looks scary. It's like he's going to kill somebody. <laughs> How long did he do it? Seven hours. Oh, that's just disgusting. Wait, wait, is that right? Uh, uh, with a, Eight hours, 15 minutes, 15 seconds. <laughs> that's, that's, it took him 15 minutes and 15 seconds to get to where I am after about a minute 15. <laughs> Wow. So impressive, I, I guess. I mean, then we would say, okay, that's the extreme. You know, I'm gonna, what's the value of I'm gonna, that? And I'll, you know, to go to Ted specifically, I'm going to say he's probably moderate. Probably, uh, and I hope this isn't unfair, Ted, but, you know, having known you in the past, it's been years since I've seen you, but probably from, you know, if you took the, the middle of the spectrum, average. maybe average to maybe even a little less. So he may be looking at it now going, okay, now I'm starting to decline. And gotcha. I need- and he's maybe on. On a retired side, the work is a little bit less important. Now he's got some time to say, okay, I'm looking. And in fact, many people hearing this would be kind of the way I divide it up is zero to 30 is young people. You, you go, you make it through, you know, teenage years, you establish a career or what your job is. You probably get married. You probably start a family zero or 30 through 60 is you do your career, you raise your family, you spend yourself in your passions out there. And then 60 to 90 is okay. Now what, you know, I don't want to be so spent, so broken that I've got nothing less for, for this last little bit here. And so, you know, we're in our fifties looking at, you know, we want to, and we, you want that momentum to be going well. And so for people who are saying, okay, I'm going to get on the bandwagon, where do I start? I would still say, my goodness, you've got to start at the foundation. So your nutrition's important, your movement, your sleep and recovery, and your relationships. You know, why do you want your body to be able to do that, to be more toned? What does that mean? Which are we're going to hit on in a minute, kind of in that motive goal thing. But so let's say he's doing that and he's saying, okay, okay but what, I mean, we did an, at a show on exercise and you're, we say this constantly, or it's your quote, what's the best exercise? The, the one you'll do. The one you'll do. We, but if you're talking muscle tone, I do see that because coming from primarily an endurance background, I'll see guys who can ride a bike or run and they're 80 and they can go along, but they're shuffling along and man, their muscle tone's pretty bad. Right. And you can get away with so little, especially running. You can kind of shuffle along as opposed to like what we've talked about doing burpees. Man, if you can do some burpees, you got to have some muscle tone. I mean, it's, right. that, that is, I love those, uh, what do we call it? Kinesthetic, right. uh, you know, hit workouts and stuff, right. but muscle, if you're looking at muscle resistance, right. I don't Re- that that's hard. So so me, I'm on the left side of that. I'm more likely to wind up being a you know capable but shuffling eighty year old because I have you know forty years behind me of less uh, resistance work like you being in the endurance w- more so world. Um, 
and, and so your muscle mass is important. Your overall muscle mass, especially, you know, you carry most of that muscle mass in the gluteus, the, the back, the pelvis, your hinge point. And so that's where I would go to him and say, because the tendency is to go do curls, right? It's like, I'm going to get in shape and you get some dumbbells and you do curls, that your overall, the lean muscle mass of your body, you've got a little bit in the bicep over here. It's your core. But you nobody at me and said a little bit. That's <laughs> offensive. Compared to the rest of you, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> you got a big butt. That's what I love telling women is like, look, your, your, your homework is to get a big butt. Uh-huh. <laughs> now lose the fat part of the butt, but get a big lean muscle mass. And that's where I go to the older ones. And say, work on the gluteal area, the, the core, the hinge points, and those are not your super fun exercises. People tend to want to do push-ups, pull-ups, and things like that. They want to see a difference in their arm tone and their, their leg tone, and I would say yes on your thighs. So, so that's what I would tell a guy like that that says, hey, I've got some time. I want to put into it, and I want to see real results. I don't care about having the beach body and how I look and you know the abs and whatever else, but I want to do the kind of work that's going to be efficient for me to be becoming older and weller for the long term. Well, I'm thinking about that. If, it was just, if it's just me and I don't have some athletic goal or aesthetic goal or something like that, and, and the thing I've been doing for a while now, for whatever reason, I, I don't know, is just instead of doing, the, okay, I'm going to go work out for 30 minutes or 45 minutes, I haven't been. I'll come here to the office and then just, I just sporadically decide what I'm going to do. And I do have dumbbells over here, so I'll just do a set. I think they're 20 pounds, and I'll do uh, curls till I can't. Just mm-hmm. do a set till I can't, put them down, and an hour and a half later, I'll think about it again, and I'll do it. So throughout the day, I'll do five or six. And then the same thing that I'm going to do pull-ups that day, you know, narrow, wide. I'm going to do push-ups. I'm going to do for gluteus. I mean, man, you don't have to do much of anything, even just doing body weight squats. Mm-hmm. And you can do those, you know, narrow, uh, narrow stance, wide stance, and get different parts and do those. And for most people, man, just body weight itself. Yes. You do 20, you're burning or something like that. And you've got some weights or heck, pick up a stack of books or something. You can add something to it. But to think about doing it, and from a muscle tone, my perspective has always been to do what it, so to take all those body, those are going to hit all those body parts. And if you want to do like a um, burpees or something like that, but to do each of those twice a week. So if I'm, you know, if I want biceps, triceps to, to do that exercise two times within a seven day period. And, th- and there you get into the perfect. Is that the perfect math? No, it's ish. It's, it's right. It's just, if I do the biceps, I do that and I don't do them again until two weeks later, it's probably not going to foster uh, muscle growth. Yeah. You're not going to see growth. Yeah. So, so growth or even maintenance of that. So to think about day in and day out, and I'll never forget, I've talked about it before at one point seeing she at that point was the oldest woman in America or something like that. And they're doing a little interview and she's little and spry. And they say, you know, what do you do? She says every day, this is what I do. And she goes through this little routine of taking these little bitty weights and she pumps them here and she squats (laughs) down and she does her little things. She says, I do that. Every, Every day. single day. And I thought that even if you come up with just the same thing, now I do like the, you know, mixing it up. So to do, you know, if you're doing push ups, uh, do them wide. And then the next time, do them. If you do them narrow, you can do like triceps and stuff. But just be hitting those things consistently. So, so I would even say to, because most people out there, they walk. That's what I hear most of the time, especially women and especially older people. Better than the couch. It's, Yes, it is. But. It is. And I, I would say, look, that's the bare minimum. Yeah. You ought to be able to walk a few miles per day, every day, with your wife, every day, that you should enjoy it. You should look forward to it. And I want to be becoming that guy that I, you, you just walk. Yeah. And uh, that, But for us right now, at the start of that walk, like for me, if I walked home and I just got to get my kids capable of taking themselves to wherever they need to go... Um, that's a 20 minute walk. So I can go the long way. That's a 30 minute walk at the start of the walk. What I could do every day for the rest of my life. Cause what you just said, if I max out my squats just with my own body weight at a minute, at one minute of deep squats, you start to get quivering. Yeah. yeah. You're burning. Okay. That's one minute. And then I drop down. I am maxed out in one minute of pushups. Yeah. Right. Maxed out. Less probably. Yeah. And number three, one minute, that's way too much to do pull-ups, right? You can't do a minute worth of pull-ups. Yeah. 
And then on number four, I would do a crunch or a Superman. Superman is the opposite of crunch. You lay on your belly on the floor and you're sitting back oh, this right. way. Uh, uh, you're like you're flying. You get your chest and your legs as far off the floor as you can. So you're crunching your back, mm-hmm. you know, the other way. And a crunch forward, you can't do that for a minute. Mm-mm. That costs you four minutes yeah, at, the, at the start of your walk. But every day. Every day. That Just like taking your vitamins every day. You take them one day, it doesn't matter. Take 5,000 in one day, it doesn't matter. But every single day, it's that accumulative effect. And I, I love it. And then coming up with how do you manage that? Do you need to do that all in, you know, set it and you do it in the morning or you do it at night or you do it whatever. Or, I mean, I'll, again, when I'm doing all my stuff, if I, sometimes I'll set my timer on my, on my, on watch, we all, yeah. now we have timer, timer on my watch, timer on my uh, on phone, phone yeah. timer. I, I use my calendar on my uh, computer so it'll come up and, and remind me. And that's how I'm doing my supplement regime right now is, is cause I keep forgetting. So I have my timer set, but to do that for your every day and every day you do whatever and cycle through them. Whatever time and every day. And, and, you know, I'm, look, do I do that? And I have not been doing that. Why don't I do that? I don't know. No. Yeah. Now, granted, though, you live and if you take somebody who has a sedentary lifestyle or is in that, we're talking about the blue zones again, you know, a sedentary environment, you and I have an active one. So even though you may go three days and not do anything, then, you know, on the weekend, you're going to do a whole lot, a whole lot of this. And then you're going to walk, you know, uh, walk home and then you're going to, so you're by, you're getting some consistent stuff, even though it's, I think you have a more of an active lifestyle. Cause I I realize that, that sometimes we take our environments for granted. We have some people who literally have a full on sedentary life. We talked about that, that we're in this incredible day and age where you can wake up, shuffle to the kitchen for your coffee, shuffle to your car, automatic garage door opener, drive out, drive into the parking garage, shuffle over to the elevator, go to your floor, shuffle to your desk, sit there with your heart rate never above 70 for the whole day, and then repeat that. There's no reason ever for the heart rate to elevate or for a muscle to endure any resistance. Yeah. It's just... That, yeah. that, is, that is extreme. As extreme. As, as we, doctor, whatever his name was, that we need to teach people. People need to see that as extreme. And today, what gets me too is that can start... That can start at the age when recess or PE stops in school. That we see kids now that as soon as recess or PE required in the in the yeah, it which stops, is middle school, there's zero activity. If they don't participate uh-huh. in a sport, in a sport, they're yeah. not going home and riding their bikes like no. we did. They go home and they're on a screen. They're on a screen. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are, and in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier, and Air Doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all, and Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they're hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. 
I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Especially women especially women, uh, at least through my lens, if they are not in a sport, they don't sport. They don't, teenage women I'm talking about now, there's not too many who say, oh, I go to the gym or I go, again, they might walk maybe once a week if their mom nags them or something like that. And that's when it starts. And then there might be a, a, a revival in college to a different kind of mindset or lifestyle, but then so quickly, yeah. you know, a busy life sets in. Well, so uh, there, I hope that was, was helpful, Ted. Well, I also want to tell those, these guys, because underneath his question, I thought he was going towards the hormones. You know, is it, do we need to be taking testosterone in order to sustain and maintain muscle mass? And that is one place where I would say, Yes, if your testosterone is low, then you will struggle even if you're doing the best work. That, that's, yeah. just, that, that's where it goes together. And if we look at average testosterone levels in America and people 65 and they say, well, it's supposed to be lower. And I would say, yes, just like you're supposed to be wrinkled, but wrinkled like a 90-year-old or wrinkled like a 50-year-old yeah. when you're 65. Same with testosterone. It's supposed to go down. So what level of down is normal? And then you need to talk, and I would say with a functional doc who is going to talk about, you know, what is the free testosterone, the kind that's actually available for your muscles to use, and then how do you discern that, and if it's not where you want it to be, why? And how is it getting bound up in other areas? And, and then we very quickly, probably the biggest hammer, and this is going to be new to people that is, is pounding on things, is your relationship with glucose and insulin. So we're back to food on that one. And there again, 60 years of eating every two hours while you're sitting down has told your muscles, we don't need you. And for you to now reverse that and get on the bandwagon. And if you are doing that while you're also reducing carbs, thinking more keto and that kind of thing, that's going to help you maintain that. Well, and to that degree, and somebody asks uh, about, we'll get to it in a second about coaching. You know, to Ted's question to everybody, you know, to find somebody, to find somebody to be accountable to, to guide you to is just, it's so difficult for us to figure ourselves out. Yeah. I was going to say, can I go down that path? That's a new, and it might even be a new thing for you and in, in your emphasis down motivation. And it, and it has been a new thing for me to say, to even shift my own role, because many doctors will chafe at the idea of being called a coach. Mm-hmm. As if that's beneath them. And 
I just had an MD uh, or, or, or she's uh, internal medicine on uh, another podcast. And I brought that up, you know, that what she's doing is coaching. She's like, well, I've never referred to myself. I said, I know <laughs> doctors don't like that, but I do. I want, uh, I want a doctor that will, you know, coach and stuff. It, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, somebody ask about that? Beth Hinton, she says, that was one of the questions here. I've been listening to other successful people and how they achieve their goals. Most of them have life, business, and spiritual coaching. They have found people to help them. I know you help coach people. How do you go about finding all these different mm-hmm. uh, coaches? And, and, and let me just to answer that real directly. I mean, uh, you know, for business coaching, uh, coaching, if you want to be a coach, I've been promoting uh, uh, Tom Ziegler at Ziegler. Uh, he has Choose to Win Coaching, and he, he does business coaching and, and coaching coaches. You can find it at ZieglerShow.com slash CTW, Choose to Win. ZieglerShow.com, CTW, Coaching, Coaching. Uh, Coaching, coaching, and business coaching, and executive coaching. Uh, 48days.com, that's my dad, uh, Dan Miller, and they do career coaching and have sources for other coaches. So you can go there and inquire, and they can help guide you to coaches. So there's two sources uh, for that kind of coaching. Now, on health and wellness, man, this, and with all these things, man, you got, and I give you those sources because those are vetted. So I'll stand behind those. But when you look into health and wellness coaching, I can put my shingle, anybody, You're right. you do not have to have one certification. And then the bummer is I know people with no certifications who are better than those and with certifications. Yeah, right. So it's vetting them, looking at testimonials, finding them from trusted resources. Uh, and here we are, I mean, from a uh, coaching standpoint, not everybody can have Dr. Randy James. Well, uh, and we've, we, I, I have changed my tune and I dance around it, but to say that one of our pillars when people come into true life medicine is to have us, me as a coach. And, and to, yes, I think my expertise in that world is to say, how can I help you to understand the biochemistry to whatever level you want to understand it at to get to your goals? Um, but then to go back on that root word of docere, which means to teach, that's the Latin word that became doctor. Hmm. And we've talked before about uh, when I was in Japan in the military um, and we would meet some of the local other doctors that they were called sensei. And so people might remember that that's what you call your karate teacher or, and if you remember the movie uh-huh. <laughs> and you had the bad sensei and you had the good sensei yeah. from karate kid and there it's said with respect, it's said with, so in Japan, you, you call your karate teacher and your doctor the same thing in America. Yeah. Doctors don't want to be called because right. You can go buy a, a certificate for 20 bucks. I know, but even there, a doctor being teacher, that's not your fi- now your fixer. Uh, oh, yes, correct. It. That gotcha. it's, it, and, and that's where I, I finally, and in my own business coach, and teaching me to step out of the paradigm and the mindset that my job is to fix you. Yeah. If your blood pressure is high, if your cholesterol is high, if you have diabetes or cancer, it's my job to fix you. Now, for the patient who just wants to lay there in full submission to fix me basically means what we can do with our four trillion dollar system is keep you above death, yeah. keep you into lingering, Man- manage, we manage, can manage your illness. Your illness. And, yeah. That's right. Now there's a few things that we can cure, you know, a broken leg or something like that if it re- needs surgery. And, and, and thank great. God for that. Thank God for that. But by and large, eighty percent of the system, the chronic health and disease, and, and like these guys are saying, I'm losing my muscle mass. There's no pill for that. I'm well, losing my energy. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no we, we don't management do, system for that. Healthcare is not doing prevention or even maintenance. Really? And even no, no, it's a slower downward trajectory is what healthcare yeah, is providing. It's the brakes. It's putting the brakes on. It's putting the brakes on. on. There's no the gas. Crash. There is no upward that is a good one. There's no destiny of well being. And so for me, I had to step out of the fix it mindset. Now, what's even harder? is to coach and teach another human being out of their own please-fix-me mindset. Out of their own, oh, don't tell me it's my fault. Well, and my hot button is, well, I'll come here and see if this works for me. I'll try I, you. I remember that. This, <laughs> this will not work for you. You will work for you. That's you right. find a methodology that helps you work for you. So you're, you're the only one. And that's what hit us, gosh, years ago. And I'm sitting here on a mic talking to 10,000 people and, and you know, trying to inspire and motivate to change. And you're on the other side talking to a person or you know, a handful doing the same thing. Because even if you can diagnose and go, gosh, I see what's wrong. Here's the labs. I, I hear the story. And I think this is what you would help you. They walk out onto that parking lot 
and either they do it or they don't either they're motivated or they're not. This, this comes back to the, uh, who are we just reading? Oh, Jordan Peterson's book, you know, yeah. his, his talk about how right. that happens. So you come in and let's say it's a medicine, which he's talking about pharmaceuticals, you know, a prescription to help somebody, which, you know, but in your case, a supplement, a, a lifestyle regime, and they walk out and how often they don't do it. But even to a medicine, they don't even just take the pill that would help them. Much less think the thought that we've coached them into thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, or to do the 20 seconds of squats or a thousand other whatevers. And yet they still hope for, I just want to feel better. And so it's the classic people want to have their cake and eat it too. I want to eat my cake and not have diabetes. Or if I do have diabetes, I want you, I want the government, the insurance system, somebody to pay for that and not make me change. Don't make me do the hard work of changing. And I get it. We've talked even in our own lives about what is it, you know, relief from a hard day's work versus restoration and restoration requires with it some kind of work. You got to actually go to bed yeah. and relief won't be found in that good snack with late night TV and whatever else. Well, I mean, again, to her, you know, to having a coach, well, you know, to, to specifically, so I gave a couple of resources to Beth for the, a coach, but um, I, the best way is just like everything else. When you want a realtor, the number one way that realtors are picked is people come into a new area and they'll ask right. the first they person they find at the doctor's office that they visit for the first time or at church or whatever and say, Hey, I need a realtor. Who do you recommend? Because again, anybody can get a realtor's license and the difference between the one who is top notch and the one who's terrible and got their license last week, you can only know by vetting them and testimonials. So to this degree, this is a good place where social media exists to say, Hey, I live in uh, Boise, Idaho, and I'm looking for a health and wellness coach, a business coach or whatever, and go ask people and let them say, Hey, I use so-and-so and they were great. And you'll have, invariably have somebody say, Hey, I use so-and-so and they stunk. And I had this, and there's no better way because you're going to go to, I mean, go to their website, look for the testimonials and vet them. But, you know, unfortunately, I've done that. We did that with a functional medicine MD, looked dead up like you comparably as far as their website and everything. And then, of course, had somebody go to them with a terrible experience. Um, we should have gone to their patients and, right, and said, how does this guy, how operate? does this guy operate? Yeah. So that's uh, you know, but let me, let me, I want to address functional medicine specifically. Cause somebody asked that Wayne, she says, I've really been digging into functional medicine. I'd love to get a roadmap of what would be good to do. I don't have many local practitioners and the ones I find seem to do a lot of things with no clear roadmap. I would like to know more about some of the testing options and I want to focus on food allergies. Oh, wow. <sighs> so that, that's, that is, that's like a new patient for me. Right, that's somebody coming in, and they say those words, and almost so at the front side of that, I would say in my, you know, because you go out there and it's going to be expensive. So number one, though, I'd say your cost, whatever it is, you your your question is great because you want a roadmap. You want to know, hey, I start here, and in six months or twelve months or whatever down the road, how this is possible. That's right. If, If if. Right, if you do the work and et cetera, et cetera, not pie in the sky stuff, but you do want to feel you're not going to be younger, smarter, better, faster, but you want to feel younger, smarter, better, faster, or at least feel that hey, my trajectory is up. That's great. What's the algorithm? And at the same, in the same breath, how many times have we said, "Gosh, there is no algorithm," but what? is the framework. There's a structure. A framework. A structure. Yeah. A yeah. fluid, dynamic framework because you're human. You still have a liver. You still have a brain. You still are in relationship. These are the, this is the fluid framework. So that's what I would be looking for. And so often people are going to be told, well, you, you just got to come in and we just got to talk about it. And, and I agree. There is that too. Um, and, and some people get shoved into a framework and, and they're told, well, just keep going. Just keep going. It'll catch. And, you know, 36 months later at $300 a month or whatever, you're like, I am not on the right trajectory. So, so I've talked myself in a full circle to his well, question. Well, I do. I do. There is. I mean, from a functional medicine standpoint. Well, heck, let me read the next question uh, uh, as well, because it's, it's right in line. Mark Johnson, he says, hey, Kevin, a couple weeks ago, I would have said uh, that my main uh, request or, or question is helping me find a good functional medicine doctor. But I think we may just have found one. 
uh, had our first meeting and assessment. Both my wife and I were really impressed. We had separate appointments on different days. It felt so good to be listened to and not rushed. The initial plan was for some blood work to be done on both of us. Uh, specific to what the doc had talked about. He explained the whys and his rationale for recommending the labs. It was really great to talk with. I'm hoping to take advantage of this opportunity. And I asked, uh, who is it? He said, Dr. Ryan Bentley, MD, DC, PhD. That's pretty, that's better than you, man. (laughs) Medical doctor, direct uh, doctor, chiropractic and PhD, which could be, I don't know in what, uh, out of Holland, Michigan. His business is Vitalis Health. We met him virtually, went over my lab work. It was another really good meeting with many questions answered, came away with a plan. So I would highly recommend him to any to anyone. So on that, though, there is, you can go to ifm.org, Institute for Functional Medicine.org. Probably comes under either, but ifm.org. And I think right up at the top, one of the first buttons is find a practitioner. Yeah. So you can do that. So you can go to your state and there'll be a ton and you're going to get all excited. And then you're going to realize that they have different uh, desig- uh, licenses or degrees sure. or, or whatever. It, so you're going to have chiropractics, chiropractors are probably going to be the majority. When you say, as far as a degree, probably, I think you can, have, I mean, you can naturopathic, can't, but it, okay. can't anyone, if I go and pay the money, I could get it and have certification. no, yeah. no other. I mean, cause I have no, no, I think you do have to have a health. You have to be a clinician. Oh, do you? Okay. Uh, in some way. So you can be a nutritionist, a psychologist, uh, something like that. So it's, the gamut is, is, is very wide, but at least it's a starting point for vetting. And if people are in that organization, then at least, and there again, whereas in the IFM or functional medicine world, there's not a system like, like there is for medicine where somebody has a degree from you know, the University of Kansas or Colorado or wherever. That's when you go to CNMD, that's what you're trusting. You're trusting the system, yeah, right? That they've got a, a, a state-sponsored medical license that at least they're not you know, back alley crazy. But you sure, but they, I thought they, I mean, they do do a degree. I mean, so if you go there, you can search, well, one, you can go search for an MD. So I want somebody who's if, certified. If that's, that's right. MD or DO or, DO or whatever, you, which is if people are bent down to chiropractic and naturopathic, then that's all going to be on the IFM sure. website. But then there are like uh, finding you, if you go search for an MD, which a lot of people do, and then the, the full tilt boogie, uh, what's your designation? The IFMCP? Yeah. Institute of Functional Medicine. uh, Certified provider. That's the top of the list. So that's the ones who have gone through the full They've gone through the full thing. So you know somebody's gone, not only gone through it, but it was, I mean, it cost you 20 grand or I don't know what it cost. I mean, so you paid the money. So it is a designation. That's that's what you were just saying. Like there's no, there is a designation. From functional medicine, there is a, I mean, you're a. From the IFM, but there's multiple designating bodies out there. Okay, like integrative, what are the other ones? Right, uh, the College of Integrative, no, no. The, there's the American Board of Integrative Medicine, so they do uh, certification. Which is very comparable. Yes, and, right? So if, if I'm talking to somebody who's gone through the integrative medicine, the, there's a difference in philosophy where integrative medicine kind of tries to bring all the worlds together. Meaning, it, here's, there's an office and the MD is going to do MD stuff. He's going to write your prescriptions and that kind of thing. And then he's partnered with a naturopath and a nutritionist yeah. and an exercisist and whatever else and an acupuncturist. Exercisist? That's, did you say? <laughs> sounds like a demon. That's right. An exorcist. <laughs> and exercise the demons. Okay. <laughs> and, um, all together in the same office, integrating these these pathways, and so there's that. I think there's a a significant nuance of a difference that says, or from the functional medicine standpoint, is how do you give the body what it needs to function, right? And 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 how and that's where the coaching piece I would say is not mandatory. It is very important, right? People. I, I would say it's, I mean, it's mandatory. Okay. It's, it's mandatory. To do it well, you've got, that's like saying to be a business coach, you can't be a relevant True. business coach unless you're doing life coaching and understanding the scope of the person. I, I, yeah. You can't okay. compartmentalize it, to that. Right. Uh, that's where I, I would say, uh, and I, and I encourage people to find, and I think going, starting with the IFM is, is a good place in general to do that. And, and here's where we always fail to do this. You can go to truelifemedicine.com and you can be a, I mean, you're, I know you're evolving. You're going to be offering different right. things, but right today, somebody could be a patient. You just have to come here, come to, to your practice for that first visit. And right. then Same after with that, it could be done remotely. Holland, Michigan. If you go see Bentley, you're going to have, or whatever his name was, you're going to yeah. have to go there. So, so 
But so you, that's right. But I'm just saying, there are people Absolutely. flying from around the country to come see you, doctor, making up and have that first appointment here. The rest of it is done remotely. And, and yeah, it's the same thing. If you find somebody that you really like that's crossed state lines or is further away, you, this is a different relationship because it is more, if you don't want to use coaching, consultative. It right. Can be done remotely. So a lot it's of times we'll, we'll sell people. Tell people, have your local acute care doctor, yeah. right? And that's called your, an urgent care or well, emergency room. Here's the, the next question. How do I kick chronic ear infections? Which, which that's a great one. You got an ear infection right now that's blowing you up. You go to the urgent care, go to your regular doc and get, you know, you may need to get something. Right. But if you're having chronic ones. Clearly, this person has already been down that pathway 10 or 20 times. If that's an adult. And generally, that's not what traditional medicine has. a cure. They're going to keep giving you the same med. That's right. Until and then you're in an algorithmic space. So once you have, uh, depending upon your ENT doctor, you know five or six in one year. Depending upon how old you are, they're going to say, okay, now we're going to do surgery. E- ENT, which for folks that don't know, that's what your dad was. So and that's what my dad. His yeah. dad was was that, and then got in. Well, and got into functional medicine. That's right. For this lady. Oh well, because of going. Why is why am I not helping them get past? Because it? so many people have chronic symptoms in the head and neck, and they don't know it. So they think that that nasal congestion and mouth breathing at night and snoring and those kind of things is is just me. That's just me. Or itchy ears, or the fact that you have a coating on your tongue, or you have to pull slime from the top of your teeth. Other people are going to say, "What are you talking about?" But whoever knows the feeling of pulling that that slime off the top of your teeth you're like oh yeah i know that it feels like cotton mouth all the time um or that brain fog feeling or ringing in the ears or a sense of fullness in the ears or you can't clear you can't go down you can't go down in water so all of those things are are, are, i guarantee you she has all those symptoms he don oh sorry don uh i thought you said donna most likely don you've you've got some or all of those or bad breath um and so you're, you're, here you go again. Or people will have a chronic sinus awareness, a chronic post-nasal drainage or allergies. Somebody else mentioned, oh, food allergies. Allergies, and you just go into the system and you take Flonase every day in your nose and you take Sudafed every day and you take this or that. You're just managing it now. And all of these are now over-the-counter medicines. So what, what? What are top of the list ear infection medicines? No uh, causes. Like is it is uh, allergies? Is that a yeah? It, well, here's the cause. You you are overly producing mucus. Your immune system along your nasal mucosal passages, nasal pharyngeal passages, and that's what post nasal drainage is. People that have to <clears throat> just kind of scrape the back of their throat like that. And they don't even notice that they do it. So I'll ask the spouse, do you hear or a friend? Canyon does. My, my son. Canyon. If, yeah. If he, he's he, a he often has scraper. That, <clears throat> he's often. Yeah. Or a snorter. You know. More of the scrape. Um, that, that, and again, we've told my story a little bit, but my dad's the ear, nose, and throat doctor, and I had all those symptoms. Asthma is closely related to that. Just like in your lungs, it's the same mucosal lining all the way down and out into the eustachian tubes. So her, his eustachian tubes are also overly producing fluid, mucus. And now you can't feel that in your eustachian tube, but you can't clear. So the air that's in your inner ear is sort of stuck. And just like in a, in a stagnant pond, that air or the fluid, little bit of fluid that's in there will then get randomly, you know, there is bacteria there. There should be bacteria there. It's not a yeah. sterile environment that we live in. The brain should be sterile. But now we know that even the brain is not perfectly sterile. So we live in relationship with the environmental bugs and whatever around us in relationship what I like to call the immune system is in sort of a diplomatic relationship. Like I see you over there, streptococcus, but I'm not going to do anything about you now. Right now, if we swab your throat, we can find strep. Do you have strep throat? No, not the manifestation of <laughs> not the, or, that's right. But do you have streptococcus all over you? Okay. Yeah, of course you do, but you're in relationship. Now what happens when you get out of relationship? Well, then you start to get a sore throat, it gets red, it gets more filmy, and then you might get a fever and you go to the doctor and they say you have strep throat, take this medicine. And if that's, you know, once or twice during the course of your of 10 years, we'd say, okay, great. Thank goodness for good medicine. Well, and on that one, I, I got strep throat. I didn't, I, I, this is my thing. I don't get sick 
ever, except once a year and I get something and I get strep throat and won't get rid of it. And I have to do an antibiotic. And that was every, pretty much every single year until I got on your bandwagon. Right. And that's right. I, and then when I rolled my eyeballs at you and now said, I don't have anyone. Humans don't get sick like that. Yeah. And I asked people how, like this Don, I bet he gets a cold quarterly, monthly, you know, people generally say, I get, a, I get sick, you know, normal, one or two times a year. I'm like, oh, is that normal? Is that good? Is that right? If, you are a, uh, if you're a toddler going to daycare, then you're allowed to be sick 60-plus days a year. Really? Yeah, that's called that's normal. Horrific. That is horrific. And I bet he has that history that he was that, you know, snorty kind of kid or allergy kind of kid. And it just kept going and going and going. And so what causes that? You say, well, the immune system is not happy about something, so it's over mucoid. The mucus is just too much. And let's let's just, I mean, obviously the answer is always, well, make sure you're doing all the other things right and make sure you know, you're addressing all those issues. But let's just say that he is. That, okay. Because I'm, I'm I could, you know, we all are doing all we can and we still have our pathologies, our, our areas. That's right. Let's say, let's say he's doing a pretty good job on the foundation. Yeah. What are some of the other famous areas that create this mucoid system? And so from a food perspective, dairy is way up at the top. And, and a lot of people have. Kind so let's of say allergies and tolerances overall. The, uh, like, yes. Uh, uh-huh. They come down like my, my son. I have one who's uh, animals, you know, bothers him, doesn't right. bother my other son. So right. what is it that's bothering Don? So food. Well, I'd put food above um, inhalants because oh, really? he sounds chronic. But he didn't say my nose is running, my eyes are itchy. That tends to be so. Now we're talking the nuances. Well, right? we don't know. Uh, yeah, he didn't go into that detail. But if, but if you're drippy, drippy on the front side, if you're itchy eyes, and and that's kind of the classic what you see on TV for Allegra commercials and Zyrtec commercials. That's inhalant allergies, cat, dog dust, mold. So can we say so environmental? So if it's if it's I, I don't know inhalant. So, so if you have what do you say itchy eyes, runny yeah. nose, whatever? It's it's probably going to be a inhalant. Yeah, more likely an environmental and smoke, and, which. Huh? to take i mean so again i know you uh, this is we're not your doctor don especially <laughs> i'm not your doctor i'll i'll do the prescription because i'm not a doctor i can't get in trouble uh so you could play with that obviously you know the supplements and things but from a, just an over-the-counter you can get try some zero text right see if 30 days helps it and it just to kind of cause well, right now, and, now we're getting into what can you do so here's yeah. this person and so i would say okay look you're what you start right now is aim not at treating your ear infection right now but it's the one you're going to get two months from now and so if you begin don right now then i am saying hey your neck this next winter the hope is that you can avoid any ear infections and that's very rational because that's actually normal (laughs) um so what can you do well get over the current one and then get on the foundation so pay attention to all those things and then what would you do next um so it would be pretty reasonable if somebody's got inhalant kind of allergies that I would say, yes, over-the-counter medicine, Sudafed, Zyrtec, Flonase. You had me try Flonase, I think, for a the while. The nasal spray, yeah. right. And there's, you know, whatever Walgreens or Kroger brand or something like that. Um, and a lot of people can manage their seasonal allergies that way, and that's okay. If you're just anti-medicine, then supplementally quercetin is the sort of famous one that is active and it's a mast cell stabilizer kind of an anti it's not an antihistamine well we're looking at my my i've got some skin like some dry Uh spots and whatever you've got me on something uh supplement uh Dehist? Uh, yeah, that's which is, oh, is it? Okay. yeah. So dehist is the name brand from Orthomolecular okay. that we use. Okay. That I didn't know that adds stinging nettle and some other things that are they are mast cell stabilizers. Is that something you can get at a GNC or a whatever? I, and quercetin? so just you know, if people are going to the store and you want to say, just give me a brand to try, I would try Jero. Oh. I like Jero. Spell, spell it J A R R O W. Probably at health food stores. And uh, quercetin is what you'd be looking for. Um, from a, and, and I'd also tell those people, look, you're, you know, you're probably your omega-3s are low and your vitamin D is off too. Those are immunologically related. And, and so I would have that as a baseline. All right. All right. And then if it's 
itchy eyes, runny nose, and allergy kind of thing, then Zyrtec and Flonase and those kind of things are generally helpful. But you don't want to be on that stuff all the time. But you could also, but you could try it. You could try it yeah. 30 days later. Did it make a difference? I mean, I, you you know, I, yeah. I think you do. I do that. You know, let's try this try and it. see. Yeah. And I because did the, it for whatever, how you respond to the medicine is actually, help, is actually part of the diagnostic process. Of figuring, yeah, trial figuring and error. And so on the other side, then, on the other just side, the mucus. If it's chronic, like just... Thick post-nasal drainage. My face is always full of stuff. I have to brush my tongue. My ears are full. It's and Rather than a drippy, runny nose, it's more like you've got molasses just barely flowing down the back of your throat. And you have to hawk a loogie all the time kind of thing, right? And that the presence of that stuff begets more of the bacterial, you know, it's, it's a Petri dish. So the bad breath is there. The tonsils tend to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Then they'll collect food. If people, uh, here's just another one of those things. People get those white patches on their tonsils and they'll have to pop them out with their tooth. You're looking at me like, what are you talking about? But anybody out there who's doing this, they, and then you smell those things and, oh boy, that's a, that's a bad smell. And so it doesn't mean that, that, that you have messed up tonsils. It means that it, it, tonsils are your immune system, right? That's your first set of lymph nodes that are right there exposed to the world. Um, and everything you eat, that's one of the gateways. And if they're swollen, why are they swollen? They're not just born that way. But they're constantly responding, constantly responding, uh, usually to an environmental thing or a food thing. Dairy being high on the list, gluten uh, being high on the list. I was going to say, yeah, dairy and gluten. I mean, that's a, that's a great one to cut. What's, those aren't doing anybody any good. So those are, those are treats. Can we say that primarily? Uh, well, sh- sure, yeah. But we look at but but, those are staples. I mean, the average somebody got up this morning, they had toast and cheese. I mean, that's, those, right. are, those are the staples. And, and that's of, where for, for people who are just now getting on the bandwagon, I'd say, ah, be careful with that. Refer back to our previous shows. We've talked a lot about how to think about that, that it's not that we have messed up gluten, mm-hmm. right? It's not people think, oh, my gosh, this is the staff of life. What do you mean? I did. I did. I mean, it was like six, seven years ago, and I remember who it was. Lois up here, nutritionist, and she's saying, "Ah, gluten's bad." Are you kidding? This right, is biblical, crazy. man. It's a bread, but it wasn't. The, it's not the same bread. Uh, yeah, or dairy, or any of it. It's not. The Jesus same. said, "He is the bread." Yeah, I mean, what would it be? I have no idea what it would be like as a kid. I'd go to the farm, uh, my my uncle's farm, and there's the cow, and they'd or the goat. Either way, milk it and hand me a cup. Which is, as a kid, it's kind of gross, but tastes kind of good. And what would that do? As a, that's nothing that's so, so remote, far removed from what we're doing today. And today, I'd say, oh yeah, but gosh, what did that cow eat? Oh I, well, back, was, and that cow was out on the farm. But the, you do that today to a cow that's been in the feed lot or whatever. What we do to our animals. It's it's terrific. So, but anyways, yeah, cutting out. So yeah, cutting out. I mean, go. My gosh, for a guy like that, to even go. What's a minimum? Right. Two weeks. Cut out dairy. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well for enough. him, he's chronic. Okay, I'd say three weeks. Okay, is, is your bare minimum. Bare minimum. And because that's the bare minimum, I'd say just do it a month. Okay, a month is a pretty good. You know, it's a month. Right and I am you. saying minimum because I know most of everything you do, you'll say ninety days. Yeah, if you really want to try it, then I'd go ninety days, dairy free, gluten free. Yeah. Okay. Don't get sucked into dairy-free and gluten-free replacement stuff, right? So all those dairy, all those gluten-free breads aren't generally healthy breads. Just get out of those grains. Eat more vegetables. Eat more fish. Eat more eggs. Eat more. I mean, okay, again, if we go to the minimums, <laughs> if you just are so addicted to the bread substance and you okay. go find the best one that you can, but look at the ingredients. Yeah. Cause a lot of the gluten-free breads, especially at the mainstream stores have so much processed crap. They're probably worse Probably from a glucose management perspective yeah. and from other toxins that are in there, arsenic has been impo- uh, implicated in these because now you're using, you know, pulverized weird grain almond flour. We've created flour out of and, nuts and chemicals. And stuff. Same thing with the dairy free. Same with dairy. Now we have oat milk and almond milk and milk of everything. I, I've been, we've been doing oatmeal, oat milk. Oat milk. Oh, right. Well, it's good. not milk. It's still I mean, good. it's just. <laughs> Again, it's your good body for my, needs water. I know for my, for my smoothie, I like it. Um, we do we do a lot, a good amount of, for uh, of the non dairy uh, almond cheese. It's still uh-huh. a, it's a process, it's a process block of something, weird way of something. But on your pizza night, and if you can't do no, it, pizza night, I do dairy, man. I, I, I go full. <laughs> no, tilt. for this guy, but for this guy, yeah, for this he's guy, he's going to do ninety days, and the family's having pizza, and he's going to say, okay, well, I want to do that too. Go get your 
cauliflower crust, you know, whatever kind of base, make your own. You can get these fake cheeses. They won't be the real thing. And it is not going to taste as good it's as regular. Not be it's this. Not, don't, it's even ex- not. don't even call it pizza. I'm right. having a cauliflower Toast. almond cheese thing. <laughs> yeah. Don't even call it pizza. Because that's what we do, you know, in the whole vegan and vegetarian. We go, oh, this is a, you know, replacement. This is cheesecake with no dairy. It sucks compared right, like, to cheesecake. Don't call it that. Here's a dessert. Well, now we have the Impossible Burger, right? Imp- impossible Meat and the other. That that can't be meat. Uh, whatever those things are, I watched a, a show on this and the lengths that they have gone to to get sizzle factor on the grill. Oh, my gosh. Hold together factor, smell factor, process. juice factor. And is it better for the planet? Is it better for the world? Is it better for the body? And all those kind of things. And the, Well, I'll give know, an opinion. I would say probably yes. I would say I, it's it's not... I'm going to go with probably no. If you're comparing it to eating a regular grass-finished cow and not eating but that's it every just, day. But that's not going to happen. It's just I can go buy grass-finished. What do no, you no, mean? The culture, I mean, across the board. Not, not enough people are going to. So if we're looking at the cost on humanity of eating the processed, the processed cow and what it's doing to the environment, we'd be better off if they all went to an impossible or I would say, overall. Now, we'd be best if we Well, right. That's kind of like saying... That's kind of like saying... It's the lesser of evils. Okay. I was gonna just going okay. to say, if you're going to have to choose between Hitler and Stalin, go ahead and make a choice. But don't go into the impossible world and think, man, I am healthy. No, man. That's no, still... I'm not going to eat... Is, I'm not going to eat either. I'm not going to eat McDonald's I'm not, or a burger, and I'm not going to eat the impossible. I'm not going to eat either. I'm going to go have a... You're going to have a grass-fed uh, yeah. burger. I may have a, a black bean burger, which I can make, or you know, salmon burger or something like that that I can you know make. You can buy it; it's still processed. But again, we're look, we're kind of talking lesser of evils. Well, What's if you're going to be a vegetarian, I'd say just eat your vegetables. Why are you trying to make a burger? Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's true. And yeah. and you know, and and just be okay with it rather than trying to, like you just said, don't try to have fake cheesecake. That's healthy. Yeah. It, that, that mindset really traps people up because then they're like, ah, it's just not the real thing. Why am I doing this? You got to die of something. Which uh, I've been through all the variations. We've done vegan. We've done ever and uh, done, done all the different things. And at this point, yeah, if I want cheesecake once or, you know, once a quarter, I'm having cheesecake. Okay. Full tilt so thing. In homemade, my, pay expensive, get it farmer's market. And this, I think, confuses in my devotions this morning in the phrase, you know, in the Bible where Jesus said, you know, it's what comes out of you that is defiling, not what goes into you. And the confusion there for people is, okay, so Jesus said I can have Doritos. It's right there. It's like it's, it doesn't matter what I eat. you put those in you, what comes out is some nasty breath. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I'm going to have the trots. <laughs> okay, right. Now we can also look at your microbiome and all of these, all of these kind of things that is coming out of you. But I, we would, I would say liken it unto... Sex. We would say sex is really good. Uh-huh. And, and that means you protect it. You have it a certain kind of a way with a certain person with certain big protections around this thing. And even in a marriage with fidelity, you don't have sex every 10 minutes or every two hours. That's exactly what we've done with I, sugar. I try to space at least four hours. At least four at hours. Least four hours. <laughs> And then even if Kevin Miller did that, after day one, I bet you take a break. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're done for, for you for, you know, eight hours. Eight hours. <laughs> right? So whatever. And, and people are like, oh, yeah, I get it. And it but if our culture says, no, the more the merrier. And if you're 15, it's normal to express your whatever else. And I would say, well, okay, the society is really debating hard on what is right and wrong here. But does anybody in our society say you should go have sex with a 10-year-old? Well, probably somebody they, they're, does. They're try- well, gosh. Right? No, I mean, but we would say it's criminal. Try- yeah. But now people are even saying, well, gosh, is that really, you know, what if it's consensual? Well, now we have crazy talk about what consent yeah, where are you going means. now? <laughs> Same with food. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to go to like sex. We, the word that we use is, is I want absolutely great sex. You can, I mean, just, you know, I'm, I'm not, a, we're I'm, liking it that into cheesecake. I'm, yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a prude of sex. I enjoy it with my wife, but it's, I, I want it sacred. I want it to be meaningful right. 
just like, yeah, the cheesecake that you like, which you're the one that said that is, you know, should you be having cake every day, every meal? No, I mean, you've ruined it. But if you have it for that kid's birthday, man, that is that righteous is cake. Righteous I love, I love cake. that. That when I have, so I had cheesecake, uh, two, three weeks ago or something like that brought by one of my daughters. She got it at farmer's market, homemade by a lady, all natural ingredients paid out the wazoo. And it's, you know, three times what it would be at the store. It was it was sacred. I, I'm, I'm laughing. Do you know the song "Cake by the Ocean"? Yes, you talked about it. Okay, so here's the, here's where it comes full circle, right? We can have sex on the beach with our wives, yeah, and that's not going to happen every day. And that might be some special. That is a sacred motion. That's what "Cake ah, by the Ocean." The guy okay, it, forgot what "Sex on the Beach" was called, and and we're not going to go advertise it or. We, you just don't share that with everybody. And if you have righteous cake by the ocean with your son on his birthday, that's great. But then the next day, if you go to IHOP and have pancakes, and then on the way home, you're driving, and you swing in by uh, McDonald's and then whatever else you Or you have a are, nice, healthy granola bar that you got that's yeah, nice, full, healthy, of it's junk, full of junk, high sugar. sugar. Yeah. And dairy, gluten, corn, and soy are those things. And that's where we say, in essence, we have raped... The land, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I want people to hear the the hardness. It's like of the that old word. thing of Christmas every day. Who wants Christmas? Who every wants day? Christmas every day? Not Christmas even kids do. Year. Not, that's right. My kids used to have it. it. Was I think it was a Veggie Tales? You know the the Christian uh-huh, animated Veggie Tales, and it was some, I think it was that, but it was something Christmas every day. And how ultimately they're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Can we stop it? Can we it's please no fun anymore? It. It's no fun. It's the it's the picture of hell where a guy dies and he wakes up and he's in the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. And and he walks around and and he has a guide and the guide's like you can do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. He's like, "Oh my gosh." So he goes down and eats a whole cheesecake. And then he goes and has, you know, again, every 10 minute sex with a Playboy bunny. And then he's done. Then he goes and plays videos 10 hours a day. He just saturates himself. And then he he does it. And then after, you know, 4 or 5 days, he's like, "Okay, I'm bored. I I'm ready to leave." It's, oh, yeah, you can't leave. Uh. <laughs> And he says, this is heaven. And he's like, oh, who said anything about heaven? <laughs> right? Like you are now your own master. And, and okay, all <laughs> yeah, of that. We're no, you just, you just depicted the culture that we're in this entertainment dopamine culture. And you just can't, it's just more, 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 because what's satisfied doesn't satisfy. doesn't satisfy. I was telling the kids this. For, just, just imagine, guys, way back when, because you get to see the, the things in the 50s or whatever, 40s, everybody's gathered around the radio listening. <laughs> but I said, guys, there was... That was electricity. Before that, what was it? They gathered around and it was a, a book. And then but go beyond that. People didn't have books. You told a story. You told a story. And their level of joy is probably higher than ours is today where we can go to Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, blah, 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 blah. Watch anything we want, anytime we want. And circling back around to food and even our muscle status and our skin status. Now you've got 40 or 50 years behind you of this oversaturation of we are we're satisfied with what C.S. Lewis called you know we're satisfied with eating mud pies in the slums when over here somebody is trying to teach us how to live in such a way that you you actually live in such a way you appreciate cheesecake rather than think living in such a way over here where cheesecake is what you expect every day and that if you don't get it you're freaked out about eating broccoli or you're fasting for heaven's sakes yeah and so. Yeah. Okay, all of that came out of this person saying, I've got chronic ear infections, and that's where we'd say, well, dairy is one of those, and gluten is one of those famous things that is, we've ruined it, we eat it too much, it triggers the immune system, the immune system puts out mucus, that's what it does, to protect the lining, to have a response, and so that just goes on and on and on and on, so then the bacteria are there, and they just go a little bonkers, and now your immune system says, wait a minute, I don't like that, and so it re-triggers into yet another ear infection, yet another acute sinus infection you go back to the doctor and like gosh you are such an unlucky person here's the amoxicillin or here's the augmentin or here's the the you know we go on down the you know here's the clindamycin or people will tell me all the time no 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 that pink stuff doesn't work for me i need the big stuff i need the levoquin i need the z-pack or i need two of those and i just kind of you know they say i have learned you said that once a year, I get this thing. I need yeah. to get that antibiotic. And, and people are just taught that that's the, the brilliance of the American medical system. And thank goodness I have a good insurance company. Uh, underneath the table, your business is paying you know $1,500 a month for that $5 medicine that you might need twice a year. 
it's an immoral, ridiculous system that we live in. And that's why you need a coach is to help pull the blinders away from your eyes, walk through a new paradigm, live a different way. And on one person, they're going to avoid an ear infection, but somebody else, imagine that's going on in your brain. And now these people have depression, anxiety, OCD, lack of energy, brain fog. Well, you just said that's why you need a coach. And, and it's also why you need, we all need pers- everybody being personally responsible. And that's what this show is about. Go learn this stuff. Even as a patient of Dr. Randy James, you would be better to listen to the you know, first 13 shows and understand the foundations of health and, 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 be, and have some thoughts in regards to yourself will help you as you come and say, okay, here's what I'm dealing with, but here's what I know. Uh, and you can do it. That is the freedom of decision, the power of decision. Of you, you, you are choosing your own pathway, whether you think you are or not. Now, granted, we are so influenced by commercials. We're so influenced by the moneyed system, the marketing system that is paid to keep your eyeballs on screens. Mm-hmm. That's what drives the train. There, you've, nobody's ever seen a commercial for broccoli. The last question was how much screen time. Mm-hmm. And I, we didn't put it out there. I want to put it out there again because I've mentioned it so many times to other people now, my kids, whatever. And just, again, me thinking about it. You said it from something you read or whatever that all those companies that we all, so we all have our smartphone, all those apps, all those things that we think are a benefit to us. Those companies, their number one job is to get our attention. That's it. That's why they exist. Even if they say, no, it's a health and wellness app and it'll help you. Still, their job to help you is to try to get your attention, especially away from everything else that's vying for it. They may say, yeah, we're trying to get your attention away from Doritos to get you on. I get it. But still, you kind of got me thinking that that phone, everything I have on there, the phone itself, they, their job is to get my attention. So now if I look at that phone, I don't have to look at it as evil, but mm-hmm. I have to look at it as that is its job. It, is, that, it yeah. is there to get my attention. I need to be cognizant and aware of that and take, again, taking responsibility and saying, okay, th- whatever it may provide, I have you to manage that. be in control. Yeah. You, I mean, Jesus it, it also did propaganda, if you want to call it that, he wanted your attention. And sure. he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he got up and right? talked. And and, and, and and the reality was, many people left. They're like, this message is too hard for us. We're done. And that's what you and I are saying. Or at some point, he would stop and go, okay, now you need to go away. You need to go home, right. eat, rest, whatever. You don't even need to be here. Listen to me all day. You need to go home and be a husband, be a father, go to work. So... As much as I hate to say it, we're, we're going to stand proudly on the platform of we're selling personal responsibility. But no politician gets elected on the platform of, of your personal responsibility. You get elected by saying, here's what I'm going to do for you. Getting their attention, yeah. And Well, and here, so thank you, folks, for giving us your attention today. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, turn, turn us off, off and go live your broccoli life. and go on a walk with your wife. <laughs> or if it's been a really long time. Because all of a sudden, I got cheesecake on the mind. <laughs> I may have to go get some rice. Maybe I'll wait till Friday. Farmer's I had ice cream next- last night because my son had his his surgery. And so it was a celebratory. He's like, don't okay. I get ice cream? And we're like, well, okay. okay. Yeah. And then, and then I got Lois up there going, don't use food as a reward. That's my favorite reward ever. There it's you go. a good reward. It's a good reward. Well, in the next Functional Friday episode, we're going to continue on. Let these Q&A conversations just organically go on. And uh, next episode, we address food allergies. We really get into that pretty deep and behavioral issues in regards to our health and wellness. That is a significant topic. And we also talk about epigenetics. Uh, Again, you can connect with Randy James, Dr. Randy James at truelifemedicine.com out here in the mountains of Colorado or email his team at info at truelifemedicine.com. Thank you as always for choosing to tune into the self-helpful podcast. If you got value, we would love to have a review from you and best of all, most of all, hope that you work to implement what you hear into your life. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others. Mm -hmm.